12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and you're on 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. She is one of the rising stars of the music scene in Asia, having risen to prominence via a string of guest performances and residencies at marquee clubs in the region. Her name is Victoria Limbrugen. DJ Victoria, how are you? Hi, well, thank you for having me. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, really good. Victoria, you're currently based here in Singapore, but you grew up in the U.S. Now, who inspired you to venture into the music scene? Oh, okay. Well, that started off at a very young age because my whole family is very, very musically inclined. Like all of us, uh, we can play musical instruments, we can sing. And so I've had a very, very early influence in life uh, musically. And I think growing up in the States kind of helped almost boost it a little bit because the variety of music is so wide, I think. And then also I started probably partying at a very young age, which is probably not good. At 16, I started partying and then that kind of grew my interest and my love for dance music. And I think that's kind of what got me started into it. Now, were there other career options that you had considered before making up your mind or was it always on your bucket list to become a DJ? Okay, I think uh, everybody, whether male or female, when they're growing up, I think everybody kind of tries to figure out what they like and what they want to do. I did have many other opportunities and other interests, but none of them really kind of grasped my love as much as music did, whether it was to sing or perform or anything that was stage related, I think. And then when I went to my very first rave, I think that was when I was just hooked immediately. I was just like, I need to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Okay, now here is me testing your memory. What can you recall from your first gig you played at? My very first gig was at a very small uh, bar club, I guess you want to call that. It was a very small trance party. It was like for 20 of all my closest friends, but I think it was very rewarding. It was almost like a stepping stone because I, I needed it. You know, everybody starts somewhere. So I definitely enjoyed the thrill of it. And it was very rewarding. It's always nice to have the support from your friends and your families. And I think those are the people that's going to carry you and lift you up no matter where you are, whether you rise or fall. So I think that was really an important time for me to for me to get. I'm very fortunate for that. So you're capable of playing anything from deep house through progressive and commercial house to trance and even open format. So if you had to pick your favorite genre, what would it be? Okay, well, that is very easy for me to answer because I've always been into trance. Trance was my very, very first love for dance music, I think. At a very, very young age, when I first started listening to dance music, trance has always been the one that I kind of fall back to. It relaxes me. It's very melodic. It's very, I don't know if you want to say spiritual in a way. I don't know. It has a weird effect and it's like everybody has their forte of what they like or what they don't like. And for me, trance has always been my go-to to find your zen, to find whatever gets you, you know. It's very emotional. It's very, it takes you on a ride, I feel. Victoria, you've played at marquee events here in Singapore, but the one I want to focus on is Ultra in 2019. What was that experience like to be playing on that stage? Wow, okay. I can still remember like it was yesterday. Um, it was a very, it was very exciting. It was very nerve wracking, but I think it was probably one of the best experiences that I 
can probably recall because of how massive the whole event is. You know, it's a worldwide event. And then for me to actually have the honor to be invited to play there was just indescribable, the feeling. You know, like meeting so many people there that may or may not have known who I was or and now they do. And like, I, it's just a great place to build your fan base, to reach out to those who may or may not know your music. But it was just, it was so rewarding. And... <laughs> I would definitely love to go back there. When the world opens up, I think it'll be it'll be really nice to play at that stage again. We're in conversation with DJ Victoria Limbrugen. She is one of the rising stars of the music scene in Asia. Away from Singapore, you've played at venues in Bali, Perth, Phuket, just to name a few. Now, what are some of your highlights from playing at these venues? One of my personal ones had to be Nepal, which was a complete... It was a shock. It was a very nice surprise that I got invited to play in Nepal because of the culture. I didn't really know much about it, but I was invited to play for three different shows. So I was on a two week tour and that was very life changing. You know, you see so many things you meet and you just have so much more experiences when you travel, I believe. And the people there are very different. The people there are just nice. And like, they are just so fortunate and grateful for whatever they have. And to be honest, I didn't even know they had a nightlife scene there. I apologize for saying that, but it's true, you know, and I'm just very grateful that I was given that opportunity to play at such a place that is not well known for your everyday party places. You know, it's not like the UK or not the, like the US where they're known to have a big party. So for me to be able to play in Nepal, I was like, wow, okay, I have to go. That was definitely a highlight that I will remember for a long time. And how did this invitation come about for you to, you know, pack up your bags and go on tour in Nepal? So my agency actually got the email and when I found out about it I was like I don't care what you have to do we have to find a way to make this happen I just really want to go and they made it happen it was two weeks three shows like a lot of traveling a lot of a lot of roads a lot of windy roads but it was just one of the best experiences I think I'm sure you'll treasure that moment for the rest of your life most definitely Victoria you've been on quite a journey What's the best bit of advice that you received while getting into this profession? Best advice? Ooh, okay. Um, I want to say I try to live my life by this one quote that I heard a long time ago. And it's, um, you make choices and you don't look back. And I think that's kind of what carried me through a lot of my struggles and whatever you may face is that you make a choice even if you think it's the wrong choice or you know it might not be the right choice for everybody else but it's what you want to do I've always believed in that and just feel like you have to do whatever you want to do that makes you happy because at the end of the day that's what you're gonna have to that's what you're the one that's gonna have to face it you know so I always try to live by that and it's just kind of stuck with me all these years even though it's such a small quote and like small advice but it's such a big impact because it does mean quite a lot 2020 oh what a year it was the pandemic came into play everything that we were so used to completely changed the entertainment and nightlife industry was hard hit so what did you do during this time to stay relevant I want to say I've tried to do a lot, but music related, I started my own podcast, my radio podcast called Sanctuary Sessions. I started that in May, where I 
put together like a one hour mix and I talk about talk about upcoming artists, talk about upcoming tracks, whether it's it could be anywhere from trance to house to, you know, whatever genre that I feel I am liking at that point of time, you know, at whatever month it is. And that's kind of kept me grounded a little bit. It's like, okay, even though the industry is still not getting very good at news on when it will be opening up, especially in Singapore, it kind of helped me to be like, okay, you can still do this. It's okay. Like there's still a radio, there's still podcasts. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to keep up at just to stick with it because it doesn't look like it's going to open up anytime soon and that breaks my heart. But I'm always hopeful for the best. And now we've entered phase three onwards and upwards. Vaccines being rolled out as well. You know, we should be a little bit more optimistic despite current circumstances. It's been a challenging time, as I mentioned earlier. Now, what are some of the challenges that you faced during this time as a DJ? Well, personally, when this whole lockdown started, I don't think any of us knew how bad it was going to be. But finding inspiration has kind of been really struggling and I think that's what I've been trying to get at trying to put my mind into like okay how do I get inspired today how do I figure out like what new track I want to make or how do I figure out it has come to a point sometimes where I just don't want to turn on my computer where I just don't want to listen to any sort of music because it's like it gets to a point sometimes where you just wonder what is this for and that's where you, I have to ask myself, like, what am I doing? Sadly, I hate thinking like that. But like, it does get to that point sometimes where you almost have to reconnect with yourself and rethink of like the choices that you are making. And that's really been one of the hardest things because I know a lot of DJs and producers who have actually decided to stop and quit because of the pandemic and because of the negative. We're just not really being supported, even though it's kind of an to me, it's important to like, you know, have an escape and have a place to go, whether it's to party, whether it's to release whatever anger, emotion that you're having. And I think that's what clubs are and events are. But unfortunately, not everybody agrees. And that's okay. But I just feel like we're kind of put into the back a little bit. We're just not important, even though music is a huge part. It's kind of been one of the biggest struggles, like figuring out what my next move is. Am I doing enough? Is what I'm doing worth it? I just have to really consider all of my choices. But I know for a fact that like music is always going to be there for me and I'm always going to like continue pursuing it. It's just a matter of like, what is next? You know, where am I going to find the inspiration? And it is difficult. It is challenging, especially now. You know, honestly, there was a time when large scale events here in Singapore, like Formula One or Ultra, used to be a mainstay on the calendar. Now, of course, I'm a huge fan of Formula One and even some of the things which we may have taken for granted earlier, like going to a nightclub, something that all of us enjoy going out to clubs and being out with our friends and so on. But if you had one wish for this year, what would it be? My one wish for this year would, ah, wow, that is a tough question, would have to be, I just really want to see the world be a little bit more positive. I can only speak for Singapore because everywhere else in the world seems to be kind of open things up, even though they have their own lockdowns. But I just want Singapore to be a little bit more accepting that like, we may just be artists who play music and entertain big crowd that attract a lot of people, but it is important, you know, to have that escape for people. And I just want, I just wish that some event would happen where we are allowed to gather or maybe even fly somewhere, anywhere, which we're not able to. That's tough. It is. It's so much uncertainty that I don't even know 
when it's going to be able to travel or it's difficult. Yeah, let's hope it'll be a much better year than 2020. Victoria will end on a happier note. I'm always intrigued by how DJs pump themselves up before going on stage. Are you a superstitious person or what's your routine before you go on stage? Oh, I love this question. Okay, I feel like I get asked this quite a bit. Like, oh, is there any superstition or do you have rituals? I don't think I have a ritual. Although, like, other people have said, like, who have noticed, say I have a ritual, which would be, like, I kind of jump a lot just to get myself excited, whether it's adrenaline or, like, because I feel like I have to be energetic, you know, like, I'm there to perform and I'm there to, to share music to a lot of people. I try not to drink. I don't, I especially don't drink when I, when I, when I play. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always very energetic. I love to jump around and like, I don't know, do jumping jacks or something like that. I don't see it as a ritual, but other people might because apparently I do it a lot. <laughs> and yeah, and like, just like preparing music, like an hour before I play or an hour before I go to the event, I have to like sit in a room by myself and just stay quiet and just like just me and like my music. I just feel like it's very, it's really relaxing when I do that. And it's a, I feel like it kind of sets a tone to be like, okay, I need to get my mindset in this. I need to do what I need to do to prepare for the show. And like, maybe that's a ritual if you want to call it. <laughs> We've been speaking to DJ Victoria Limbrugin. She is one of the rising stars of the music scene in Asia. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for your time. And before you go, I would like to, you know, shout out your podcast, Sanctuary Sessions, available on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to check her out and show some love for local artists, especially during such a difficult time. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks for having me. (laughs)